Champions Mojo is part of the CG Sports Network. I think that's what this whole make yourself uncomfortable thing is about. It's about making sure that you have enough problems in your life <laughs> that you choose, basically, that you want to have, that you don't end up making problems out of things that shouldn't be problems. Welcome to the award-winning Champions Mojo, hosted by two world record-holding athletes and health, life, and leadership coaches. Be inspired as you listen to Conversations with Champions. And now, your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast. And as usual, I am co-hosting with Maria Parker. Hey, Maria. Hi, Kelly. It's so good to be with you today. It's wonderful. Maria, today we're going to talk about doing things that make us uncomfortable and why it's important. Many thought leaders believe that to be successful, we must get out of our comfort zone. Today, we're going to give you some concrete reasons for getting uncomfortable. (laughs) The basic concept is that our physical lives right now can be incredibly comfortable and easy, and that adding physical and mental challenges can really be good for our well-being. Doing so gives us confidence, and when we face hard things we don't choose, it makes us even more confident. Right. And I'm really looking forward to talking about this today. In December, I'll be releasing my book, Do Tough, which incorporates many of the same ideas based on my own experiences, a lot of which I've shared on this podcast. And we've certainly been fortunate to discuss discomfort with the many champions that we've interviewed on the show Some of the concepts we're going to discuss today come from Michael Easton's new book, The Comfort Crisis, and we highly recommend it if you'd like to dive deeper into this topic. And Maria, I would highly recommend your book as well. And even though Michael Easton does have his book out there and is doing the podcast circuit, the person, the thought leader that introduced (laughs) me to this topic of, am I too comfortable? Are we too comfortable? Is you. And so I think Your book coming out, I Cannot Wait, Do Tough, you have always had that uh, mantra of doing things that uh, are tough, going to make you stronger. And, you know, we're kind of, we're not talking exactly about like the no pain, no gain. We're not talking about pushing yourself in a hard workout or, you know, doing something gruelingly painful. It's more of a tweak, isn't it, Maria? You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, when you talk about hard things, there are hard physical things and there's hard mental things and there's hard things you choose and hard things that you don't choose. But I think one, one way to think about this right now is, is about our lives right now. We have endless hot water. We've got endless food. We've got perfectly temperature controlled. I mean, if we get a little bit last night, I was complaining because we had the, the thermostat set at 73 and I really like to sleep at 72. <laughs> um, and, you know, we have easy transportation. It's easy to get from one place to another. We have unlimited entertainment and we can always be sheltered if we want to. So our lives compared to uh, how we evolved are very, very comfortable. Um, and that can cause some problems for us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so let's, let's ask ourselves, you know, are Maria, are you too comfortable? <laughs> That's a great question. I think in some ways I am too comfortable. Uh, what, ways? Other, what ways? Well, I think, I think I can, I can challenge myself 
more in the doing things that get me out of my comfort zone, not necessarily physically, because I, I, I know how to push myself as an athlete, as do you. But there's mm-hmm. plenty of things that I can make myself uncomfortable. We're going to get into this a little bit later in our conversation. But one thing that, you know, one thing that I think about almost every single time I get into bed is, wow, this bed is comfortable because I've spent enough nights sleeping on the ground or sleeping maybe at a train station if I was traveling or not being able to sleep because of hot flashes, that when I can get into a bed that feels cool and just right, I can just think, ah, this is so comfortable. So I think, I think, in some ways I'm, I'm very comfortable and I need to, you know, push out, but in other ways I have experienced enough discomfort to be able to, to thank God every night for my comfortable bed. What about you, Kelly? Yes. I I think like you, and probably a lot of athletes listening to our show, we know how to push through those physical discomforts, you know, of, of swimming hard or doing a hard race or even breast cancer surgery. And I'm wearing my pink, uh, October is breast cancer awareness month. I'm wearing my, my pink this month. Um, so I, I feel like that was something that, you know, I didn't know was a challenge that I went through, but I think for me, the areas that I really want people to think about is relationship discomfort. Oh, and that is, that is mental. So I, I look around social, 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 but it, it, but it's It's mental too. It's mental that you're, you're thinking, is this person going to reject me? Or is this person going to argue with me? Or is this person? So I, I think about how important having loving supportive relationships are in one's life. Mm. And that like, everything comes from that. And so when you put yourself out there and you're authentic, you know, the, I, I love rom-coms. That's just out in the open. I got to get it out there. I do science, <laughs> science fiction is my favorite movie genre, but, um, rom-coms I love, right I love rom-coms and you know, it's always the, the, the tense buildup situation is where the person that's in love with the other person won't tell them. And you right. want them to, you're like, please just tell them and everything will be easy, right. you know, but they, they may get rejected. You know, if you like, I, I, you know, I don't think, I I think Mark would be okay with talking about this, but, um, you know, Mark and his father don't talk much and, you know, comes around to father's day. And I'm like, why don't you call your dad? And he's like, no, I'm not going to call my dad. You know, I don't, I don't feel like he's, um, calls me and I'm the one that always reaches out to him. And, you know, I'm just tired of doing that. And so I feel like, that that is getting out of Mark's comfort zone, you know, and maybe his dad and Mark could have that conversation that really connects them. Or if you're having trouble with a friendship that, you know, you, you know, could you reach out? So I just think that's a comfort zone area for me that I'm really working on making myself vulnerable and uncomfortable. I think maybe uncomfortable and vulnerable may how about this? Vulnerability is uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot for me, there's lots of ways to be uncomfortable relationally. You know, I've moved, you know, and now it's been a couple of years, almost a year and a half, uh, since we moved and I've been making new friendships or trying to make new friendships. And I'm, I'm pretty good at being vulnerable. I would say what I guess, or maybe I'm not, I guess what I'm, afraid of is, is, um, being judged maybe because the people seem so different here. And so, 
for me, making myself uncomfortable relationally means inviting people over to my house, even though I don't think it's ready or, um, off offering to do something. Um, maybe most of my friends are athletes, you know, maybe going offering to go to, for somebody for a run with somebody, even though I know that I'm slower or, um, or even just off having people over when I know they already have lots of friends and they're probably super busy. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like that. And I think that's, that's really important. Um, there was something I heard uh, uh, Michael Easton say in an interview that I just thought was amazing. I don't know if it's true or not, but he said that we that there's an American Indian or Native American concept that we all have 75 problems. So if we don't have big problems, then we, we're going to carry 75 problems with us. So if all of the, you know, if, if we're, you know, if we're comfortable, say in our relationships and we have all the hot water and the comfortable bed and the shelter, then we're going to create problems out of the little things like, should I go into this place without a mask? You know, <laughs> because, you know, and we can, we can, we can be neurotic. Basically we can become neurotic, worrying about little things that don't really matter when you've had I used to say when Jenny was dying of cancer, now I know what's important and I'm never going to be, unfortunately, this hasn't been true in my life, but I would tell myself, I'm never going to be bothered by the stupid little things that aren't important anymore because this is what's important. And I think that's what this whole make yourself uncomfortable thing is about. It's about making sure that you have enough problems in your life <laughs> that you choose basically that you want to have, that you don't end up making problems out of things that shouldn't be problems. Yeah, that's, that's really, um, a deep concept. And if people are suffering, I'm trying to equate that to my very comfortable life. You know, I, I feel like, you know, I work from home and I can swim in, you know, my backyard pool and I, you know, it's just like refrigerators, refrigerator is full. And so I feel really comfortable. And, and so as someone who you know, can suffer on and off with anxiety, usually not if I'm focused on something, right. Um, which is, you know, create, the, you create a problem like a book deadline and then you yeah. you're not, you're not anxious because you're so, so that's busy. what I, I would ask you because I, I, I haven't read, um, Michael Easton's book, but I, you know, I followed you and I've certainly followed thought leaders that say, get out of your comfort zone. And so how would like, what kind of problems, like what are 75 problems that we would carry around all the time. Well, there's this, I mean, you're going to have different problems at different times, but there, but one thing that could be a problem is if you, if you say, you know what, I'm like, for instance, Jim and I are getting ready to go across the Grand Canyon in a day. And there is so much to that, (laughs) you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot to think about. And, um, but actually, you know, and, and instead of worrying about like the furniture placement in my new house, I've, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about this this grand Canyon and raising money for brain, for brain cancer research and so forth. So, I mean, I think you can choose things that make you uncomfortable for, for me, like, you know, I was thinking, okay, the, the, the example that, that Easton gives in his book are really about like, like bringing yourself to the edge of something, even from a survival point of view, like, you know, you're outside and you have to pay attention or, you're not going to be able to sleep tonight, or maybe you're going to get terribly sick, or maybe you're going to die because you haven't got all of your equipment. (laughs) So, 
um, a lot of it is from his book's perspective, as far as I can understand, it, is about being outside and doing these sort of um, outdoor challenges. But you can, but there are other challenges. If I'm, you know, if I'm trying to create, um, you know, a, like you were writing your book, but if, I, if I'm trying to create um, a, a new nonprofit or if I'm trying to solve, you know, if I create a problem that really draws me in, then I'm, I'm going to have a much better understanding of what, you know, that, that, you know, if I get stuck in line, you know, um, at the grocery store and the lady in front of me is counting out, you know, her pennies, that that's not, that's not a problem. <laughs> that's right, not a problem. Right. I'm going yeah, across the Grand Canyon in a day. People are dying from brain cancer every day. That that's, that's a problem that right, I can, right. that I can have. So anyway, I think that's, and so, I mean, so challenging ourselves in every area that we might be uncomfortable. So, you know, for us, it's not about challenging ourselves maybe physically because we do it all the time with our sports. Right. But, mm -hmm. but, but what, what is an area that I'm, I'm really comfortable in? And I mean, you taught me about this with cold showers, right? You know, mm -hmm. take a cold shower. That's uncomfortable. Why would you do that? <laughs> you know, you do it so that you can it's the alternating theory of happiness from 17 magazine. T tell yes. about that. Did, have we talked about yeah. that on the show before that we have that, never talked about the 17 talk about magazine that. poster, which is right up there on the wall. <laughs> um, and it literally is three feet from me. So I've had this poster since gosh, since 1976, I think just to show how um, old, but it's a beautiful poster, 17 magazine. It's the alternating theory of happiness, which says, you know, some nights you dress up in, you know, fancy clothes and you go out and you have a great time. And some nights you sit in, in your pajamas and you watch movies and you don't go out. And some, right. you know, you have to alternate, um, you know, some days you get a gift from a friend and you love that. And some days you give a gift to a friend, you know, so it's, it, it is important that we alternate. And I think, um, that it, it does, it makes you appreciate because if everything is always just comfortable and, and hunky dory, as we say, you know, then you, you don't ever appreciate that as much when you are uncomfortable and certainly, you know, having, again, being a, a cancer survivor, it does. The minute you hear the word, I have cancer, nothing Else is a real is, problem. Right, right. Nothing is a real problem. But I think um, to kind of give people a little traction and, and tools is, so what, what do you gain if you're uncomfortable about getting a new relationship? So you might gain, you know, you might be wanting to introduce yourself to a new friend. Like we, we've Finally, we have a master swimming program in our city that's really growing and it's really exciting. And, um, you know, so all kinds of new people are joining and um, Mark and I have been making an effort to have coffee, at, you know, after practice, invite everybody to coffee. And so initially it's like the first person, you know, do, do I, do I ask this person, do they want to go out to coffee with us? You know, but the reward is that that's a little uncomfortable yeah. Um, and so the reward is getting a new friend and getting right. group camaraderie. So I think there are, I think that, you know, there's probably emotional discomfort and spiritual and physical and yes. mental, in, in you know, there's area. all kinds mm -hmm. of un, you know, discomfort that once you kind of push through that there is a reward, you know, there really is that reward. So, yeah, that's absolutely true. There's that, you know, we used to talk about this, Jim's my, you know, Jim's a doctor and he used to talk about this concept of, of allergic adults. And, and, um, 
there's some science that would suggest that kids when they're young who are exposed to allergens and, and, and to more germs, like maybe they're, they're not that clean, <laughs> they actually become healthier adults. And there's sort of concept of leaning in to, to, a, you know, a wind. And, and so if you are, if you grow up in a very sterile environment, you tend to be a less healthier adult. So there's, that's the same kind of, you know, idea, also the concept of first world problems. I mean, you know, just like, if we don't know what a real problem is, then we don't, you know, then, 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 then we're always, you know, we're all, everything, everything is a little bit of a problem. And I, and I, and that with the friendship thing is like, yeah, I can be really comfortable in my circle. And I've seen that around here. Uh, you know, I'm trying to break into these well-established, I mean, people lived here for generations, you know, groups and it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's hard. I'm putting myself out there, but it's so nice when I, you know, when you do break in, like you say, you get that little jolt of, of happiness, but I think, I think what people have to understand in this day and age right now, when we're still in the throes of the pandemic and, you know, everybody's terrified of the Delta variant right now, even with the pandemic, we are in the best time we have ever been. And there's less war. There are less deaths. There are less, there's less racism. There's, there's less hunger. There's less everything. There's a wonderful book that Jenna, my daughter, Jenna and her husband, Thomas recommend called factfulness. And it basically just lays out this, this idea that things are actually really, really good right now, even in the pandemic, even with all, you know, we can look at our, our world right now and think that everything's going to hell in a handbasket, but it's really not. <laughs> and having is putting ourselves outside of our comfort zone, physically and mentally, spiritually will help us to lean in a little bit to things that will will help us understand what is a real problem and what's not a real problem. And this is yeah. really important for kids too. You got to challenge kids with this, the idea of hel- helicopter parents or bulldozer parents, you know, keeping the kids, you know, all the, you know, troubles away from kids. They have to experience problems. Everybody has to, unfortunately, we're made to experience, <laughs> to experience discomfort. Yes. And, and discomfort is really a huge part of developing discipline. So yes. if, you know, if somebody's listening and they're like, you know, I, I have a lot of people ask me, how do I develop discipline? You know, as a, as a coach, people ask me that. And so developing discipline, I would say the foundational building block of developing discipline is learning to be uncomfortable and, yeah. you know, um, in, in every way, in every way. And, and I think one of the best ways, if anybody just wants to lose, you know, five to 20 pounds, uh, you don't need apps. You don't need to count anything. You just, if you go to bed hungry every night for 30 days, not, not starving, but just like empty, your belly isn't full. It, you know, you ate a decent meal and, and this, this may be the precursor to, um, intermittent fasting, right. but if you go to bed hungry every night for 30 days, you're going to lose weight. You're going right. to lose five to 20 pounds. And right. that's just the disciplined way of using discomfort to lose weight. And it, it can be like that with anything that you want in life. It's working an extra, you know, hour on something. And we tend to focus on the uncomfortable part. Like, cause when you're talking about that, I'm thinking, Oh, going to bed hungry. Is so uncomfortable. And you and I can imagine myself lying there, my stomach rumbling around or whatever, but I, I, I mean, I'm not talking about no, no, starving but the point, where you the can't point sleep, I'm making, but no, yeah. I know. But the point I'm making is you're never hungry when you wake up ever. Like you, you can right. go to bed ravenous, you wake up, you're, you're fine. And then you feel really good. And I, I, I think, I think the point about choosing discomfort is 
the payoff, and I was going to tell the story. I went, I went out on our farm that the, the, the um, mosquitoes are horrible. I mean, they're just, oh, no. I've never seen anything like it, that you walk out and you just get swarmed by mosquitoes. And I had sprayed, but the spray was kind of wearing off on it, but I wanted to pick raspberries. We have these beautiful raspberry bushes. And if you don't pick the raspberries, they just sit there on the vine. And, um, but it was very damp and mosquito-y around, but I, but I just kind of plowed through for about two hours. I was out there being bitten, you know, it's kind of smacking and picking, oh my and smacking and picking. <laughs> I got, you know, I got five quarts of raspberries, which I spread around my neighbors and friends and it was wonderful. But when I came in, I had this little like buzz. I mean, I was just like, wow, man, I, <laughs> I am tough. I survived that. It was just, and I mean, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, but it was, that is what being uncomfortable does, right? It, it yes, gives you, yes. it gives you a little buzz. And, we, and we've been doing these hikes to prepare for crossing the Canyon. And, and every hike we've done has been a little bit harder than we think we can do. And, but and when we're done, we're like, yeah. You know? So, so the discomfort we tend to focus on, like, I don't want to be hungry. I don't want to be, you know, whatever. I don't want to be tired or I don't want to hurt. I don't want my legs, whatever it is. I don't want to make myself vulnerable. I'm a, you know, I'm worried. You, if you focus on that, you're never going to get to that buzzy, happy part where you're sitting there with coffee with your new friend and you're so glad you made the risk, you took the risk or you, you got there, your five quarts of raspberries and you know, it, it just feels good. It just feels good. Yeah. And, and my little recent getting out of my comfort zone and it's not, you know, it's nothing huge, but, um, I hate staying in a hotel. I just, that's just, you know, that I about know me. And I know I just you'll make hotel like reservations it. and cancel them every time. I do it. I mean, literally <laughs> like all the time, but I have recently been going to hotels a lot for swim meets. So mm. it's the summer, you know, we've had a lot of swim meets all over Florida and it's, you know, it's usually on the border of, do you want to drive there that morning and drive right. home that night? So it's about three hours to a lot of these meets. And fortunately, Mark's been going with me and so we've been staying in hotels and I literally end up being so happy when we do it. Like it just, it just changes. Like I'm so surprised DNA. to hear you say that. No, it's true. I mean, I, I'm not crazy about it once, you know, you pack the car and you got to take your toothbrush right, and right, your right. pillow and you know, like the normal stuff that you take to a hotel, which would have been easier to just, okay, I just take my swimsuit and my towel and that's it. But you know, you have to pack a little bit more. So that's kind of a pain, but it's, it's a discomfort pain, but sure is, it sure is nice to wake up the morning of the meet and be there right. and not to have to wake up at, you know, 4am and drive. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, that's just a super tiny little, yeah, but that's, know, that's a big deal thing. for you. I, I know you, and that is a big deal for you. And for you to have looked that sort of discomfort and fear in the face and done it anyway, I, I, I'm, Delighted. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, that's, that's a perfect example of something that's not a fear. Right. I mean, it's really right. not a fear and it's not painful. Good right. Lord. You know, we're right. staying in a Hilton. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> not like this is a camping trip and I'm out in the wilderness, but um, so, yeah, so I think that's, and, and so what happens is, you know, like I can remember the guy that greeted us at Hilton, he was just jovial. And it was just, he was just so sweet. And I thought, oh, it's so nice to, you know, see other faces, of course, yeah. with a mask on, but, right. um, it, you know, so those are the little things that make you, um, so, so how did that, you know, how does that help me be successful? Well, you know, I swim better because I slept the night before and I didn't 
like if I, if I know I have to get up at 4am to go to a swim, you don't sleep. I'm not sleeping very well because I'm afraid I'm going to, you know, have oversleep to, here I'm alarm. afraid I'm going to oversleep and oh my God, I'm going to miss. So, you know, it's helped me swim better this summer. It's helped me like have some time with Mark, hmm. you know, where t- the, the time in the car. So anyway, that's just a, a small little thing that helps me with my goals where I say, okay, I'm going to get out of my, my comfort zone and go stay in a hotel. Right. That's wonderful. And I, I, it, it, and I think we, I think that's, that's really important for, for all of us. I mean, like, I think, you know, a take home might be what, you know, what areas are you very comfortable in that you would like to grow in and, 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 you know, do something there that, that, that scares you and see how you feel afterwards. I mean, focus on what you feel after you do that, because there's usually a little tingly high <laughs> that comes after you look fear in the face, like, um, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt said, you know, or, or was, I don't who who's, a, you know, stop and look fear in face. I can't remember the, the expression, but basically you, you, oh, you gain strength, courage, and confidence. Every time you stop and look fear in the face, it's really true. You do what you think you cannot do. Um, but that one of the, the things that Michael Easton quotes is that I really love is this neuro, um, biologist in Boston who talks about, she studies people's brain waves. And, um, so, I mean, her thing is, and I think this is really important. It's about getting outside. And we've talked about that so many times you and I, and it's very important to us too, but she basically says, you know, this should be prescribed. This is the way to happiness. Three times a week, you need to be outside at least 20 minutes. She says once a month, you need to spend five hours in a wild space. Like, you know, where you're really out, Mm. not, you know, like in a park where you're, not near, you know, the restaurant or hotels. And she says, once a year, you should really spend like three days at a place as wild as possible. And she's done, she's, she studies people's brainwaves and they, and you know, you know, this is true because you can probably remember a time when you went camping or something or to the beach, when they get there, they they have these beta waves, which are very, you know, that's our normal way of being, you know, kind of stressed. What's next, you know, how am I going to make it home in time for the kids dinner, blah, 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 blah. But after three days, in the wild, the people's brains are completely changed. They're all alpha waves. They're, they're, they are, they're like somebody who's been meditating for years. Basically it it creates, you know, wave. And, 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 you know, this is true. I've experienced this myself. Like you get away from this, you know, even on vacation, (laughs) but especially if you go to someplace wild, I think this is really true. If you go someplace really wild and beautiful, it just, it just puts everything in perspective. It's like, oh, why was I so worried about getting that email out or whatever, or answering that phone call or that guy who just, you know, annoyed me, you know? So anyway. Yeah. That, that makes so much sense. And, and I think this, this is, fits in perfectly with, you know, scaring uh, the, the Parker scary medical conditions, but there is <laughs> no doubt that, um, if you don't change up your routines, you're more susceptible to dementia. I mean, yeah. that is tons of research for Alzheimer's and dementia that, you know, patients that literally, you know, you're in a rut. Um, you just do the same thing every day. And I, you know, um, my mom, your beautiful mother-in-law, you know, Norma, she had a very, very comfortable life where she yeah. never she and dad just, they never traveled. They never left their home. They just stayed there. They looked, she looked at her garden. She just, she, she watched TV. That was it. And I, yeah. I do wonder if she had had a project, if she had yeah. written a book, if she had gone 
traveled, if she'd have done something thought different. thought she should run for office. She was so, she felt yeah, so she should have, she should have definitely she run won. for office. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was in her thirties, you know, growing yeah. up, w- w- walking into the living room and hearing her on the phone with the white house every, every day growing up. <laughs> it's true. Like almost every day talking to somebody at the white yeah. house, but so, yeah. Yeah. That, but anyway, I, you know, you've got to have your, you've got to change things up because if not, your brain just is going to turn to mush. And, yeah. you know, so, so that is another really, you know, healthy reason that it stimulates your brain to do something that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And I, mean, I, I, this idea always for me lends itself to, to, you know, to physical challenges. Cause I don't think of myself as being particularly good at stuff. So like going golfing, for instance, would be really, that would be a real, really uncomfortable for me. Cause I know, I, I know I can't hit the ball in, in my, in Michael Easton's book and other people, they say, take a challenge like that once a year, you don't, you don't paddleboard. It's, it's not too dangerous, but see if you can't paddleboard, you know, do something that's a little scary. Like I, you know, we did the, um, the snowboarding lessons last year. And then we then got all shut down or the year before it got shut down by COVID. I was terrified to do that. I was terrified, (laughs) but I wanted to do something that, you know, that was new and that, you know, it pushed me a little bit. And so I think those are really good. And he, he, he also talks about, and I think this is probably true that, you know, we're evolved to go long distances like for instance, running after a gazelle or something. Mm-hmm. And so he thinks it's important to do, to walk on uneven ground for, for, for distances. And he thinks that's that, that, and I know that that's wonderful for me with Jim and I did a 13 mile hike last weekend in a state park near here. And it was really uneven surfaces. You know, it was just like the rocks were really wobbly and stuff like that. And it was really hard, but again, we, when we were done, we were just high as a kite. We just, it was, it wasn't that hard physically, but it was hard mentally. I mean, it's good for your brain to walk on uneven services. Anyway, point yeah, is- and, and I, I think people need to know that there's a huge range of things that, that mm-hmm. can get people out of their comfort zone yeah. from, you know, a new neighbor moves into your neighborhood, not walk over, knock on the door and say, welcome to the neighborhood, right. you know? were the palaces, you yeah. know, and yeah, from really that to, to bungee jumping, I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think it has to be, right. you know, something super scary to right. get out of your comfort it has zone. has to be a little scary, a little, think, little, a scary. little scary. I think that's, that's it. do something yeah. a little and scary. a little uncomfortable. I mean, it's not scary to take a cold shower. That's uncomfortable no, as that's, hell, right. But it's not scary. Yeah. So but I this, think this it has to be scary or close, aren't they? They are, they are, they are, they are, There's but, some... um, yeah, I'm kind of scared of taking a cold shower. I, I had to rinse off. It takes forever for the hot water to get upstairs in my bathroom. And this oh. morning, this morning I had to take a really quick shower. I didn't have time for the water to get, yeah. so I had to jump into it. And I was hot, oh, you know, perfect. I had to jump into it cold. And I was like, ah, yeah, that's great. So, <laughs> Maria, what are what are you going to do? Let's wrap this up. Well, I want I want to just add one more thought yeah. before we get to our takeaways. Okay. This this. Uh, he kind of ended with this and uh, uh, Michael Easton did in, in one interview I was listening to with him. And I think this is so true. And I alluded to it earlier. If we know we're going to die, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to live our lives differently. And a lot of really good sort of retreats and things start with this concept of, you know, if you're really evaluating your life, what do you want to have done? What do you want people to say about you when you die? But it's more than that, just being aware 
that death is coming. And, and so, you know, being with my sister as she was dying and watching her die, seeing your mom die, you know, and, and, and other people just, just like, I, I'm not going to live forever, you know, and that, that kind of get that's an uncomfortable thought, <laughs> but it also makes me want to, it's just my perspective. It makes me want to be kinder and better and, you know, try new things, knowing that my time is limited, limited. Yeah. I think that's a great, great way to motivate yourself to do things that are, that are uncomfortable and, and benefit from them. So def, definitely that's a good one. It's now time for the takeaways. Maria, you and I have heard the takeaways are the best part of the show. That's right, Kelly, because the takeaways are curated information, which is what we give to our clients when we coach them. If you would like to take your performance to the next level in health, life, or leadership, go to our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. Yes, just click on our coaching page and book there. We're looking forward to bringing out the champion in you. And now the takeaways. Yeah, well, our takeaways. So yeah. the, the takeaways for this, uh, you know, what, what, are, what are two things that you're going to do that you know are going to make you uncomfortable that are going to have a benefit? A yeah. real benefit. And what are those benefits? Yeah. I mean, do you do one and I'll do one? And yeah. Um, well, again, this is sort of a physical one, but <clears throat> Jim just has been bugging me and bugging me to do two things. One is just to, this isn't even hard or scary. It's just a matter of kind of going, figuring everything out is he wants to take the train into Boston and spend an evening and, 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 you know, in Boston, have dinner and then tra- take the train back. We just haven't and he's been talking to me and I am, I've been sort of, as we've been having this conversation, well, what's been my resistance? And I think it's just finding spots in my routine to do it, you know, to clear mm-hmm. out and, you know, and to be willing to say no to, you know, getting things done or working on the house or whatever things that seem, seem important right now. I've been telling him after this and after that and after that. So, um, this again, I think that's a really good example because it's not really terribly scary, but it's a, it's a little bit uncomfortable. It's a little bit out of my comfort zone. I haven't ever done it before. And it's going to take some research on my part. I'm going to have to think about it and where we're going to go and make reservations and make sure we get on the train back and blah, 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 blah. So that's one little thing. And the benefit will be a, that it'll make Jim happy because he's really wanted to do it. And B it'll be, you know, once I, once we do that once, I'll know how to do it every time we can run into Boston, you know, on a regular basis if we want to. So that's one thing. How about you, Kelly? You know, there's an opportunity here in our community. I've heard through some um, people that are in charge of our community that they want to build a pool. So, wow, it would be so amazing to have a pool built right a there. New pool right here near our home and near, you know, Brevard County where we live needs another pool. We do not have many pools, especially public pools. Hmm. So, um, wow, would it be uncomfortable? The, the person that's kind of in charge of this has asked me if I would like to spearhead it because certainly I have a lot of the background to do that. And so, gosh, it would be so uncomfortable to spearhead wow. building a pool in our community, but what, what, what the payoffs would be for the community, you know, just thinking of, you know, all the people that would have access to a beautiful public pool in this area, right in the center of our County, wow. which there isn't one. There really just isn't one. So many so, people live there. I can't believe there isn't one. I know it's uh it's crazy. And the community is even willing to donate the land. Okay. Um, so 
you know, anyway, that, that would be very scary and very exactly. uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm, you know, that would be something that I'm, Mark and I are kind of still considering. Wow. Yeah. So what a what's uh, second one, one is, uh, is again, I think everything hard that I've ever done, Jim has goaded me to do. <laughs> <laughs> so Did he thank- make you do Ram? Yeah. Well, he didn't make me, but he, yeah, it was totally his idea. Yeah. <laughs> Almost everything I've ever done. I think I ran my first marathon on my own, but everything else, you know, <laughs> the, the, the cycling stuff for sure. But uh, yeah. speaking of cycling stuff, there's a, there's an epic event called the trans American race trans am, and it's a self-supported 4,000 oh yeah. mile race. And basically you, you, you have to, you know, you ride your bike across the country. There's no, there's no team there's no you know you get no help you you just can't you camp <laughs> um as you make your way across and jim's been again bugging me you know we got to do trans am as a couple you could there's a wow. couple's division and so he's you know now he's like really i kind of i i usually say no 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 i don't want to camp I, no, no no i've already done ram i don't want to do it but he he caught me at kind of a weak moment oh it was after i was still preparing for this <laughs> podcast Oh. And I was giving him the, the whole monologue about how we got to make ourselves uncomfortable. He says, okay, we're doing Trans Am. Oh gosh, that's <laughs> hilarious. So that's we'll either hilarious. do it next year or the year after. Um, and it means basically I've got to learn to be a bike mechanic. I've got to learn, you know, we have to buy the I, equipment for camping on the, on the ground and uh, he'll have to take at least a month or six weeks off. And so um, that scares the jeepers out of me. Wow. That is definitely out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But just learning to work on the bike is out of my comfort zone. So, yeah. So second one for you, Cal, my second one, I, I think probably my theme for throughout this has been, um, you know, relationships yeah. and it's just always, um, uncomfortable when you have a, a problem with a, an important relationship, whether yes. that's a, a loved one, a family member, it's just, it's yes. kind of, it's uncomfortable and it, and it's, um, and it's inconvenient as well. So, so discomfort comes with inconvenience and fear and scariness and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So just, I think, you know, and I'm not going to go into many details, but I, you know, I have a childhood friend of, 50 years. We met when we were 10 and we're both turning 60 this That's right. you know, month. And so to, you know, that, that next relationship week, right? right now next is sweet. Yeah, yeah. Next yeah, week. Yeah. That relationship right now is, is not there for a number of reasons. And so it, you know, I want to mend that and I want to, you know, celebrate our birthdays together it's very uncomfortable to do that. It's just, it's hard because there, we need to have some good communication and discussion and openness. And so, so that's, you think you it'll know, be your efforts will be rejected or accepted. Oh, I, you know, it doesn't matter because yeah, it's, right. just, it's really, it shouldn't matter whether, you know, she says, you know, we're done or whether she says, you're right. I love you. And let's, it, it shouldn't matter. The point is, that it's going to be very uncomfortable, but I'm going to approach it. So wow. that's, that's the bottom line. Wow. Well, I'm so proud of you, Kelly. That's hard. Well, I mean, I it's, know that's it's, hard. Yeah. I know that because you've kind yeah. of tried before and I know yeah, it's, I've tried, but not quite as, as firmly as I'm going to try. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Well, what a great, what a great topic. Um, 
And just a great thing to think about it. You know, it's in sort of an evaluative way for, you know, once a week or once a month, it's like, where have I been uncomfortable this week? Yeah. Where have, you know, what have I done this year that's put me out of my comfort zone and how can I, you know, how can I do more of that? Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right, Maria. I All love right. you. This has been so fun. Yes. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you too. Bye-bye. This week's quote of the week comes from Eleanor Roosevelt. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You're able to say to yourself, I have lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast with host Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Champions Mojo is produced by Cobra Media, and a new episode debuts every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Follow Champions Mojo on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Champions Mojo.